Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Force Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar story of our fleet, the star killer base of our first order. And I am joined by Joseph Scrimja, noted prequelist. <laughs> I am happy to be here on this ground where we stand. <laughs> uh, I just rewatched The Force Awakens, and man, yeah. I love that speech. I know it's a little crazy. But it's I like crazy. It. It's an exposition speech, but uh, you know, in the end, I'm all for it, man. You know, if you have to have political exposition in the middle of the Star Wars yeah. film because you're afraid to put too much politics in it, why not have a charming actor just scream it at you? I can, <laughs> I can get behind that notion. <laughs> Jennifer Landa is out today for this main show. She's taking care of some business, and uh, we uh, always love having her around. But if we can't have Jennifer around, one of the personalities we value greatly in this Force Center space. We're happy to have him. It is Mr. Mike Black. Here. Hello. Yeah. America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> Hello, America. Um, and Mike Black is, of course, uh, a noted toy expert. Yes. A toyist. And a toyist and uh, the Force Center official toy expert. Um, I'll take all of that. <laughs> all of it as well. Uh, glad to have you here. Uh, we just had a spirited databank brawl last week that Mike was on. Uh, long live Bistain, as we now yes. know. Um, we are uh, going to be taking a lot of fan questions today, Joseph. We have got a lot of fans who have reached out to us for, uh, at our Twitter page, which is our Twitter feed, I should say, at Force Center Pod. You can use the hashtag Force Center or the hashtag Force Center Pod. 
pod, I'm trying to get it moved to just hashtag Force Center. So I see pod still come along. Okay. We'll still track it. We'll do Force Center. Force Center is just, just kind of simpler, more direct, right? Three less characters? Yeah. Those are three more characters that you can include in your question. Right? right? <laughs> That's and what I'm thinking. Just add yes. more question marks. Right. Like, what is this? And the reason I couldn't take, when I initially set up the Twitter feed for Force Center is there's like some Swedish weight training program <laughs> called Force Center, and uh, I couldn't take that. So Force well, Center. Honestly, pod. I think the answers you get from either are going to be worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, whatever your question is, oh, yeah. please you know. ask us specific Swedish bodybuilding <laughs> questions, and we will answer them. Which I guess I should say. So if the hashtag Force Center ends up going that way, we get a lot of uh, Swedish guys asking, like, do rope exercises build my shoulders? Then we'll change yeah. it. Hashtag Force Center pod. What if there are Swedish bodybuilders who are Answering our Star Wars questions, and we don't even know it. That is If that if it comes out like that, Bjorn Smorgasbord uh, gave dig, gave uh, the true answer to Darth Vader. Uh, you know, I would love it if somewhere out there, there's just a yoked dude who really knows his Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know why. I just give yeah. these questions. Oh I worked God. out once at this gym, and now it's connected. Regards, I'm Got glad you asked. <laughs> so I have Death Stars on my dumbbells. We are taking questions from there uh, uh, from the Twitter feed, but also the. Facebook page, and if you haven't gone to the Facebook page, make sure you you like it. We're trying to get to a thousand likes. It seems like uh, high school all over again. <laughs> Just but want we, a thousand people to we, like us. <laughs> we do need that. So those were some of the questions today. We got some great ones. That's right. And we are going to move through it. Start now, Joseph. Yeah, let us dive in. Uh, the first question comes from Joseph Hines at Hulk Hines. Great Twitter handle. Uh, and he asks, could you please... Try to sell me on the idea of an Obi-Wan movie. I still don't think there is enough material. Uh, I will add editorially, of course, mm-hmm. we are coming off of relatively recently, as this episode mm-hmm. is being released, uh, the reveal that it looks like in the show Rebels, Obi-Wan is going to fight Darth Maul on Tatooine with lightsabers. So a lot of people are thinking about, is that where the movie could have been? He's mm-hmm. Obi-Wan is popping up with little adventures in the comic books. Are we mm-hmm. starting to chip away at what Obi-Wan's adventures could be? So I will add that to the question. Yeah. Uh, and I'll throw that out there. Ken, you and I both love Obi-Wan. You're, you're an Obi-Wan guy, oh, right, yeah, Mike? Definitely. Absolutely. And you're down with the movie, right? Yeah. And I think people get this idea that once he got to Tatooine, he just sat in his apartment. <laughs> it's a rough place. I it's mean, like he moved to Van Nuys. Yeah. yeah. It's like... A uh, guy gets robots and they get jacked immediately. You know, uh, there, there's sand troopers, there's pod races. The worst bar in the universe is yeah, there. He's got to have he's a reason. very familiar yeah. with. Job he, and he hates Hutt. it, right? Something yeah. happened there. Yeah. Right? You know, Job of the Hutt calls his shots from that planet. It, yeah. You yep. know, there's a lot going on on Tatooine. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a lot like moving to Detroit <laughs> and saying, oh, nothing happened after that. I would imagine you're lying. Right. I would imagine a lot happened. I went to, to Detroit and just prayed for 19 <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. But. Fair enough. Yeah. But. Ken. I think it's a fair question, Joseph. I've got this a lot because uh, as as well as following Joseph into the arena of being a prequelist, uh, I'm definitely an Obi-Wan in the desert guy. Um, I think there's something interesting there. I did not read the book Kenobi, which took place there. Um, mm-hmm. So I will say that. Um, and I've heard it's a great book, but because it's no longer canon, I just don't want my mind to, to have that book as an expectation. Same author that wrote New Dawn. So um I just think there is, like we're saying, all jokes aside, Maul, Cantina, Moss Eisley, Jabba, criminals, um, protecting Luke, talking to Owen and Beru and trying to solve this. Finding out what's going on in the galaxy and knowing you can't help or you can't help yet or or waiting. And what was he waiting for? We know now from Rogue One that it was kind of Mon Mothman, Bail Organa. Hey, it's time where we we need some help. Can go get your friend. From reading the Rogue One novel and knowing a little bit into Mon Mothma's thinking into that and Bail, it was just kind of like we need everyone all hands on deck. Yeah. Um, It didn't seem like they had a plan. Like, let's bring back this general. It's like, does he have a lightsaber? Can he help? Um. I think there's a lot going on there. Specifics? Can it fill out a movie? Well, yeah, I think it can. Yeah, it depends on what the movie is. Yeah, right. I love the idea of, you know, he's got the hut crime. He's got, uh, I love negotiating, maybe even off-site with mm-hmm. Brew and Lars about how much he can be in Luke's life. Yeah. I would, you know, this is this is a, sort of a jokey answer, but it'd be a great scene if he comes to him and says, could you not name him Skywalker? And they're like, <laughs> no. 
And then maybe that's that's the answer to that can question. Brew and Lars just yeah. want it to be Skywalker. My yeah. big pitch of what this movie should be at its heart is the temptation of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. I think yeah. it should be about some last adventure or something, a problem that starts on Tatooine, that he could go be a Jedi Knight and he could right. restore peace and justice to some situation. Maybe he even does, and then he senses through the Force that Luke is in trouble, and that's right. the third act rush back to save Luke. I think there's a story to be told there where he is tempted to go out into the galaxy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something there too, Mike. And also to, like, probably during the entire time he's there, to use the Force a little more often, which then sends that out to anyone else who's Force-sensitive. Yeah. Where he is and what's going on. So I would imagine it's a lot like... uh, his Clark Kent period, but mm-hmm. really oh, yeah. extended, you yeah. know, where it's like, I can solve a lot of these problems, but I actually have to use my brain rather than yeah. just rely on the force. And, and in the Marvel <laughs> comic series, uh, there is the, the first one that goes to Kenobi in the desert. Cause it, it's taken Luke. Um, if for those who don't know, goes to, uh, Ben's, um, hut and, and gets in a fight with Boba Fett and recovers Ben's journals. The, uh, the the journals of Ben Kenobi and uh, Ben clearly did a lot of writing by himself. <laughs> um, yes, and uh, so it, there's there is a problem in the in, the, in that first issue and and Obi-Wan like you said Mike has to solve it with different means and he's yeah. weaker for it and and there's a struggle with that there. So I think there's a lot of that there. The emotional soul communicating with Qui-Gon would be interesting. Imagine yeah. if this movie's done within the next 3-4 years goes into production Imagine to have you uh, and McGregor communicating to Liam Neeson, yeah, on screen yeah. again. I that think would be a very cool. Despite what a lot of people might want to say, they aren't on our prequelist train as much as maybe you and I are. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people would say, "All right, well, that's cool." I don't think anybody would ever say those two aren't fantastic actors. And if you yeah. had the right story and the right director mm-hmm. to let them just sink their teeth into some of the weird force uh, uh, study that they could discuss. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be great. All right. Great question, Joseph. Yeah, I think uh, think we we helped at Hulk Hines a little bit. Yeah. So we'll move on to a little bit more of a strange and weird question, which we love tackling to uh, from a good listener, listener, Tristan Shields at Grand Moff Shields, who asks, we have a goat-like species, uh, Moncalas, Ewoks, Duros, very alien-like. Would having dogs be too far? I think what he means is dog-inspired aliens, mm-hmm. or maybe actual just dogs. <laughs> like like one of those talking dog movies? <laughs> a dog's their purpose. <laughs> yeah, but if you're just like, you, you see a lot of weird things in Star Wars, and then a yeah. dog walks through the cantina. Uh, this may sound crazy, but to me, Chewbacca is a dog. Right. I mean, essentially, you yeah, know, it's, like, it's the image of, of Lucas's yeah. dog in the passenger seat of his car. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like what we all want a dog to be. You know, yeah. like like if our we'd like to think if our dog could had thumbs and stuff like that, <laughs> he'd be able to help around the house. Yeah, and Wookie fingers. Yeah, and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, I think absolutely, and I think maybe a a George Lucas who was maybe a prequel era George Lucas mm-hmm. might have been more literal. Yeah. When he invented Chewbacca, and Chewbacca yeah. might have looked more like a dog. Alien. Like a dog. Like, it's it's weird to me because my relationship with sci-fi is sometimes love-hate, uh, and I don't... I, Star Wars certainly falls into sci-fi, but it's still... It's fantasy epic to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this, again, this is my personal personalizing this this question. In the Lando comic, it's it's great, and I suggest reading it if you haven't. Um, but it has those two characters that are basically pumas. <laughs> They're pumas on two feet. Okay. Yeah. And it took me out of the story a little bit. Yeah. And there's some, because the comics has that leeway. And, and, and again, I, I think the comic team does a great job. All the writers, even some of the weaker issues, they just put, pour their hearts into it. And, and there's a love letter to Star Wars. But there's sometimes the aliens that take me out of it. Uh, what is it? The Green Rabbit. Green, the, well, Jackson uh, yeah, from yeah. the non-canon. But uh, uh, is it is it Tamson? Griff? Briff? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 Brick? yeah. Riff Tamson. Riff Tamson, which the is shark the, head dude. the shark villain yeah. from the Clone Wars. Uh, when I it suggest to people, you got to watch the Clone Wars, skip over the frog <laughs> officer and the shark villain. Yeah. <laughs> so to answer Tristan's uh, question, I personally think having a exact replica of a dog would be right. yeah. That's way too far. That's what it is. That's the problem. Is it's it, too real world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when a villain in Star Wars has a cowboy hat or something. It's mm. too 
connected to Earth and it, Earth lore in my I way. love Cad Bane, but the first yeah. time Cad Bane popped up, I went, really? Exactly. He's a hat. cowboy with yeah. an outlaw jacket? Yeah. yeah. I love him now so the character can overcome the look, but it, yes. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And we got, uh, we got Lax Sivrak, mm-hmm. uh, who's the werewolf guy from the cantina. Correct. Right. Who yes. is pretty close to dog. Pretty dog And he's like. wearing a karate gi, which doesn't help, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's a werewolf that knows karate. Uh, <laughs> the worst kind. It was like the third teen wolf we never shot. <laughs> it's somehow in the Full moon and a black belt. You're done for, buddy. <laughs> he took out the rest of Cobra Kai. <laughs> he swept all the legs. <laughs> Anyways, great uh, question. Yeah, this is a great question. Uh, so maybe, maybe, but we lean toward dog is to earth. Uh, <laughs> next question comes from Facebook. Uh, Tommy Terry Green uh, asks... If you had to pick another part of a saga crawl to turn into a Star Wars story, which would you choose? Personally, I'd take taxation on trade routes. A little bit of a zing on the old prequels, uh, which is totally understandable there from Tommy Terry Green. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that was a very fun question, given that Rogue One is the first paragraph, basically, Mm -hmm. of uh, New Hope's crawl. Is there anything in the rest of the crawls that could somehow be its own film? I I wish I had the crawls memorized, number one. I'm a bad Star Wars fan. Um, uh, I'm literally going to look up some crawls here. I I did look up the crawls. Okay. uh, So maybe maybe I can help out. Maybe help me out. A little bit. Uh, You know, here's the the little niche that I found that Mm -hmm. was of interest to me. The crawl for Attack of the Clones talks about early on how the mysterious Count Dooku has really spread the Jedi thin Mm -hmm. by starting up the Separatist movement. And that's where the whole debate of whether or not we should have an army of the Republic comes from. Okay. So that sounds to me interesting. Of uh, I've always wanted to see some more Jedi on screen dealing with just standard Jedi problems. Right. So a movie about Jedi being... (laughs) Basically, kind of not strung out from like heroin, but strung right, out from right, uh, right. having too much too much Jedi to do. Right, too much Jedi and going on. Yeah, too much Jedi going on. Right. Um, gosh, this is a great question. I, I in the way we sometimes tape, just so you guys know, we just kind of like to pop these up and kind of answer from our hearts here. Um, so uh, I should have maybe looked at this <laughs> a little a little more. I pulled it together at the last minute. No, no, no. Sorry. It's not, not no. Us. It's not you. It's me, honey. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at I the Empire marriage. one, but the Empire between New Hope and Empire be, is being covered so well in the the. Um, the uh, novel, well, novels and comics, but especially the comics. There's a lot there. Um, I, I, I want to say there's something to me about the Empire or the Rebels finally establishing their base. Oh, on Hoth, on yeah. Hoth, and getting there. That's that's. Is that a movie? No. There's obviously something going in six. I'm looking at that crawl now, and and and, and getting the, uh, you know, uh, getting the, uh, the the second Death Star plans. Rogue Two, as it were. I, yeah. I don't necessarily want to see that. Um, I, I'm drawing a blank, guys. I here's, don't know. Here's, uh, let's talk about Rogue Two, because I, okay. I think we've all made this joke, and understandably so. The mystery of the Bothan survives. Right, right, uh, right. We know they didn't steal the plans. They just got information on the location. Maybe they stole the plans, because it's just this information game. Who knows? Right. Um, but I like that uh, Pablo Hidalgo made either this joke or somebody pointed it out to him, that there's fun headcanon in imagining that Jerjerod mm-hmm. is really boring, to avoid any of the Krennic Tarkin conflict. Right. So there's a part of me as a comedy, the <laughs> low drama, no drama Death Star 2 is a fascinating <laughs> concept of like, you know, we can't make noise. We can't be, you know, right. ripping resources from across the galaxy. We just need to chill and relax and just, uh, this time, cool Death Star 2. Right. I like that. You finding anything, Mike Black? You're studying the crawls on your phone? Yeah. Uh... There's not really anything that hasn't already been turned into something. It <laughs> yeah. seems like, you know. Yeah, picking the bones of Star Wars. Yeah. The the only thing close to this that has not been discussed yet as, like, a possible movie would be uh, Many Bothans Died. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing I can think of that would be like, oh, I'd be interested in seeing how that happened. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So you yeah. you would be up for, like, Bothans, a Star Wars story. 
Yeah, and you see there. See what one looks like. Finally, would be uh, <laughs> interesting. You know, bit. yeah, yeah, because we we have one. I think from the uh, West End RPG. Yeah, but yeah. It's and not. They're, they're it's not that amazing. Dog-like. Yeah, they're very dog-like. <laughs> so it's all coming together, but they're not canon. Hey, so that's a great question, Tommy. I'm going to think on that some more. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up is from Alexander Brandt, who asks. What do you want the first prequel slash Clone Wars era standalone film to be? Mm-hmm. Going on the logic that Rogue One was so successful, we mm-hmm. will get all kinds of films that eventually will be straight up into prequel territory. Yeah, I had talked about the Order 66 Jedi yeah. surviving as troops, which I understand now as it was a, was someone's pointed out to me, and I honestly didn't know that they did cover that a little bit, that Quinlan Voss possible. I think it was Quinlan Voss. Someone sent me a, a still from the comic, a comic, oh, a non-canon okay. comic. So, hey, I, I'd still like to see that yeah um i think i think it's so weird but like <sighs> labyrinth of evil which was the the book that was right before revenge of the sith yeah the, the novelization uh which i think the revenge of the novel is good um talked about it's like it set it up like that battle on coruscant starts in that book and it was interesting that was a great book of the of the Republic zeroing in on who they thought uh, Darth Sidious was, yeah, and where it was, it was like a kind of like a, a little bit of a private eye kind of book. It was it was great, and, it, and then the battle starts, of course, and, and I thought it was really cinematic at times. I could see something like that, not to copy Rogue One, yeah, you know, uh, being right before New Hope and minutes before, you know, this one ends right seconds before Revenge of the, <laughs> you know, and, and Obi Wan and Anakin's Jedi ships fly through, and then the movie ends. I don't, I don't really want that, <laughs> yeah, but I could see there's something in there, yeah. How about you? I mean, I, to me, this question is, it's certainly open to the whole prequel era of, like, uh, you know, Watto's very bad day or whatever, but <laughs> there's, it also lends my mind to Jedi stuff. What? Do you, well, the, the thing, and I think Rogue One came closest to fulfilling this promise so far, but it's really only scratching the surface, is what I remember hearing as a kid the most was that Darth Vader hunted down the remaining Jedi. Yes. Right, right. That's what I want to see. Okay, yes. That's the movie. I, I know they're supposedly all wiped out. There yeah. have to have been Jedi all out throughout the galaxy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that Boba Fett helped with that. And so, like, I want to mm-hmm. see all of that. I want to see that movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And now that they've gotten canon that Vader and Boba Fett are having big, important interactions, right? that would be a pretty amazing, just utter fan service of Boba Fett and Vader work together to kill Jedi for two hours. Well, yeah. Because we're, we're ta- I don't think it's an easy hunt, even, no, you know, no, even no. just finding them, and or an easy battle. I, I, no. You know, like the ones that survived Coruscant, are, yeah. have to be pretty tough. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them were like... You could finally get my favorite Jedi, Maris Brood. The, oh, yeah. The uh, goth Jedi. <laughs> yes. From uh, Force Unleashed. You could bring her back and put her into canon. <laughs> I like this story, Black. You got yeah. go picture. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I want a movie. Uh, I wouldn't mind something giving a little bit more attention to Padme. I mean, she certainly gets to shine okay. a little bit in the Clone Wars, but you know what? She's Luke and Leia's mom. She's right. mostly just all about duty in the Senate. But maybe like a, a this is a side answer, but like I wouldn't I wouldn't mind a Padme book to flesh her out and give her a little bit more oomph. I'm on board with that yeah. completely. Yeah, absolutely on board with that. I, I don't know exactly if you've said it, if it does, a, does a span the course of time or everything. I think Padme is, a, is an underrated character uh, just because of, again, the prequel, the stigma of the prequels, and, yeah. and Natalie Portman, who who's, is a good actress, but um, you know didn't come off at times in that movie. And, no. Um, yeah. uh, and those movies um, written out possibly a little bit in Sith, if you believe some of the onset kind of gossip kind of approach yeah. to it. Um, so, the, But the character itself i think is is a, it's an important character and an undervalued character yeah padme a life uh <laughs> and then i i think that just the the eras in the prequel where the jedi are just rampant they're everywhere i love mm-hmm. your order 66 idea mm-hmm. i think i pitched a horror movie where some yeah. jedi come across an old sith temple and just get stuck in there and it's just creepy town like they uh, did with geonosis right. on, in the clone wars i i, I want to see jedi running around doing anything yeah and it'd yeah. be great to see ones that we already know Right. Get some Yarl poof going. Yeah, good old Yarl. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question is from James Golding, also from Facebook. How long does it take Admiral Raddus to adjust to warmer climates? <laughs> now, I wanted some sillier questions, and Ken, almost well, any time that anybody says Admiral Raddus, you say what? Hey, uh, I say Admiral Raddus is my favorite drinking buddy in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, not even doing that voice uh, as good as Steven Stadden, who mastered it in the movie. Um, it's interesting, because reading the Rogue One novel... It uh, does a great job of describing how humid and jungle-like and putrid-smelling Yavin 4 is. Yeah. It's a jungle climate for sure. And to see Raddus there from the polar regions of Mon Calamari's uh, planet, the Mon Mon Calamari's planet there... um, I got to imagine he probably was sitting there like, can we turn on some AC here? Right. That's why he wants to go to the fight. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to space. <laughs> battle or sit here sweating. Uh, we're going. <laughs> There's no battle. I'm my, making one. <laughs> my pits are a lagoon. Come on. <laughs> I imagine he struggled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, put yourself in the mindset of Admiral Rouse. He's from the it's, farthest north, the coldest part. It's really not that hard for me. Monk- I'm from Colorado. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, he, he is the guy who, if he were on Hoth, everyone would be like, are you going to wear a jacket? He would, no. <laughs> I'm not, good. This isn't cold. <laughs> you know, but like... Yeah, it takes some adjusting. Yeah, so how does he do it? How does he cope uh, with the the warmer climate? A a lot of hydrating. A lot. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. he probably has a rebel whose whole job is just refilling his cup or (laughs) bucket or whatever he uses, you know. And I would imagine he probably has some sort of, like, kind of like the opposite of pocket warmers. 
You know, like pocket coolers or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Know? Pocket coolers. Yeah. Yeah. I want pocket coolers. Coming from the Midwest, yeah. you've got the, like, you have, like, the little heating pads that you can throw in your gloves. Yes. So he's got the opposite of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I run hot a lot, so I need right. pocket yeah. coolers. I, I'm sure they exist, but. Like, when I have to shake someone's hands, I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I had pocket coolers. I'll tell you coolers. right now, if they were to market Admiral Radis pocket coolers. <laughs> yeah. Add to cart times 10. Absolutely. Admiral Raddus cool down pasties. You can just put right over your nipples. (laughs) As fast as you can make them. I'll order them. All right. Well, there you go, Alexander. Or not Alexander, but rather James. You ask a silly question, you get some good (laughs) silly answers. I think it takes him a long time and a lot of patience. And he doesn't have a lot of patience. He's ready to fight. He's Admiral (laughs) Raddus. Next up, Ryan Belinsky. What do you want out of Luke's relationship with R2 in episode 8? Which to me is both of like a, a specific enough question to be yeah. a little fun, but also yeah. it's a valid question. R2 has carried the weight of Star Wars mm-hmm. on his little astromech back a yeah. lot. Yeah. And maybe being pushed out of the frame by BB-8? What do you think, Ken? Uh, you know, and it's it's so good. R2 has a key role in 7 just by napping and waking <laughs> up to, to be like, oh, did you want this? Um, but it also is a testament in that flashback. Possibly shows it, assuming yeah. that that is Luke there at the campfire in the rain, and he and he pats R two on the head. Yeah, it's very clear that they have a it's 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 a close relationship that goes back a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And R two, of course, is so key to the trilogy. I I do want in episode eight uh, there'd be a little bit of a moment with Luke. Yeah, like hey R two, like it it need there it needs to be addressed. I would not want the same problem that happened where. Where Chewie and Leia didn't embrace following Han's right. death. Right. Right. We as fans know that those two are close, and um, and and it, and there needs to be a moment. Right. There's a reason that R two came with. Yep. All the way to Octu. What do you yeah. think, Mike? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I think in a weird way, after Force Awakens, I respected R two a little bit more because as as he woke up, it, it reminded me. I was like, you know. R2 wasn't created by Anakin Skywalker. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was just an astromech droid. Yet he's been more loyal than <laughs> 3PO, who was, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I'm very interested in seeing what they do with him for, from this point on and how, in a way, he's become such a vital part of uh, the Skywalker line. Yeah. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens from here. And, and I hope... There's some sort of acknowledgement of that from Luke. Yeah. Know. I remember mm-hmm. just being mm-hmm. as a kid, you know, it will be interesting to see if Empire, uh, if Episode Eight follows the Empire sort of split up of the heroes. Yeah. And it was 3PO was with Han and Leia and Chewie, mm-hmm. and R2 was with Luke. It'll be interesting to see if they follow that dynamic, and whatever adventure Luke goes on, R2 is right there with him. I think so. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I think it makes sense. And I, I, and I don't think that's a story copying. I think it just makes sense for what they yeah. set up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And is there that moment between Luke and R2 where R2 is finally like, you know, I I always know about your dad. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Uh, I'm yeah. going to forgive you for leaving me because yes. maybe I either, maybe there's some stuff I could have beeped at you yeah. over the years. Could have told you something. I chose not to beep. I yeah. didn't think it was the right time. Yeah. Uh, it's not really for me to say. <laughs> yeah, just wasn't so, my uh, place. Yeah, is a quick side like headcanon. Do you have headcanon that R2 thought this is? No, nah, it's not for me to say. It's not for me to beep and I, boop. I think it, 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 it. I guess it depends on if you think at some point following <laughs> Revenge of the Sith that Bail Organa or Captain Antilles came to him and said, "Hey, R two, we like you. Yeah, but could you do us a favor and just make it part of your mission that you never tell this kid anything? Yeah, <clears throat> don't correct Obi Wan when he lies. Yeah, yeah. please don't." But then that's to that assumes at some point you knew R two was going to meet Luke and Obi Wan. Which yeah. at that point maybe well, they did. Maybe maybe Bale was a little bit or not <laughs> Bale again, uh, Uncle Owen was yeah. a little bit uh, more on the ball than he let on Ooh, when I he know. bought bought him from the Jawas. Yeah, he just said, "Look, I can easily give you back to the Jawas <laughs> if you ruin things here. We have a nice thing going. I don't mind you being here, but don't, yeah, wait, you know, don't ruin it." I thought you about know. that. Get your ass up to Wait. the South Ridge and shut up, are so, you? And, yeah, and attack the clones, right? They yeah. meet, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, they oh, do. yes, they do. Oh, no. <laughs> so, hey, get over here. Yeah. We got to talk. Let's go outside. 
Uh, yeah. So that, that's what we want. We want some good buddy moments between Luke and R2 oh, and maybe a heart to heart. God damn, those prequels. <laughs> I love them so much, but then they yep, there's some giant holes. <laughs> they do. They're, they, they're always giving something, either joy or yeah. fist shaking. Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah, our, our only other choice is just to imagine, really, that uh, that Owen's just like Astromex. They all look the same. All look the same. Yeah. yeah. He's a droidist. Which is not He's that a far of a leap to yeah. believe, because they do. They do, <laughs> they, yeah. They, Most of them do. They literally all look the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, we've got a deeper question uh, from Logan Millsap on Facebook. A little bit longer. Uh, he lays out, uh, for several reasons, the Edu sequence in Rogue One feels weak to him. Uh, one problem the scene highlights is travel time. Officer on Yavin 4 says, squadron up, and then two minutes later, uh, the Rebel fleet is halfway across the galaxy, striking an Imperial facility. This seems to contradict lengthier jumps we saw in the original trilogy. How does hyperspace travel work? How do we want it to work? That's a big, juicy one. That's a big one. I want it to be fast. Yeah. I'm not a patient traveler. <laughs> I've driven um, I've driven cross-country a couple of times. It's great. I hope to do it again in actually more of a vacation form. I did it out of need. Uh, it's long. I just mm-hmm. flew to New York. Six hours, six, six and a half. I can barely contain my boredom. I can't imagine going to Australia. Um, you know, so if I'm flying around a spaceship, I think of leg room. If you're in an X-Wing, yeah. I can't imagine that taking. I want this. I want to be there. Uh, I did think of when in the movie, I was. that's a, that's a real first time in Star Wars we've seen it happen that fast. Take off, we're here. Yeah. Uh, and we're here at the right spot we need to be, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a scientist for sure. Yeah, how do you feel about that, Mike? Kind of the bigger question uh, I of... I feel like I, I get why it can be lengthier at times mm-hmm. uh, than other times where it's like you're literally waiting for the stars to align yeah. to, to make the jumps you need to make. Right. And a lot of times it's not anywhere close to a straight line. You're having to make tons right, of turns right, right. and angles oh, and stuff like Oh, nice. That. You know, so sometimes... You luck out, and it's a, it is close to a straight line, getting where you're going. And other times, you're having to take all sorts of side routes. It's it's almost like getting directions from ways. That's you know? really good. Point. Right, right, yeah, right. There's been a lot in newer uh, canon about controlling hyperspace lanes. Right. So if you think yeah. about those as freeways, which are right. a straight direct route between exactly. major places, yeah. and then sometimes the rebels can take them, and other times, like, well, we can't. They're utterly guarded and controlled by the Imperials. Yep. So sometimes, right. like in Empire Strikes Back, when the Falcon's taking what we think is a little while to get to Cloud City, right? Because we need some training time for Luke on Dagobah. Maybe there's zipping and zipping, zagging, yeah. zapping around, yeah, right? Because you don't have a choice a lot of times, you know. And yeah. it's like even if the mm. even if the stars are stationary, I'm trying comets to comets fa- and uh, asteroids, all sorts of yeah. heavenly bodies are not. Yeah, and so you have to factor all of that in to every single jump. Yeah, I'm trying to find a, a map online um, to see how close how close uh, yeah, yeah, and four to Edu was. was. That could certainly factor in. I've been looking a lot of a uh, lot of. Um, Map Star Wars maps recently, but yeah. uh, I'm not finding it. Uh, how uh, how uh, what, where are we at with canon and maps? Is there a lot out there? Yeah, there's 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 a good amount out there. The Rogue One, I think the Rogue One Visual uh, Dictionary has a map. I think a lot of the new ones do. There's a great new um, uh, book out uh, that uh, we were we we were talking about over Collider, and it's like a, it's hand drawn art of all the maps. It's almost uh-huh. like a Where's Waldo, but it tells the stories. So there's a lot of canon stories. Uh, and even you know, officially, it had already been made uh, canon. But the, the the Gorax from the Ewok movies is in there on Endor, <laughs> so you can follow it. So hey, there's Bright Tree Village, which was this far from here, and it has maps in there too. So okay, cool. I'm trying to find it. Um, but yeah, uh, to me, you know, that could if you're Mustafar and you're trying to get to you know uh, Coruscant and there's a distance, I could get that. You know, but yeah. if Edu's closer. You know, yeah, and also it's. I think there's a massive difference between one X-wing going to a place and an entire moving an entire. Oh fleet. yeah, the, the, yeah. The, yeah, and I suppose at Edu, I think I misstated it a little bit. I, I said Rebel fleet, but Edu, it's just a, a small squadron. Right, uh, right, yeah. right, 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 right. But they also did get still, uh, to scare off pretty quick from yeah from Yavin. Uh, yeah, yeah I, and I also think that this is one of those things where I don't know if Star Wars would want to get too deep into this because it is the kind of super technical. Uh, almost science fiction of Star Trek that I feel like, especially this new canon, is trying to avoid. Right, like right, having a cross right. section yeah, where fans can pin you down. Sort of, yeah. Point where it's like, well, now it's just 
getting ridiculous. It's like the reason some of this isn't explained is that uncanny valley yeah. between fact and fiction. And it's like, it doesn't have to. Right. <laughs> we don't have to have this yet. Yeah. Part of the point of this is that these are things that don't exist. You know? Right. Uh, so I just found a great resource. Um, I, I may have been having a whiskey. That's what it sounds like. I just said resource. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give a credit, swgalaxymap.com, so starwarsgalaxymap.com. It is great. I'm just looking at this now. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to be bookmarking this and spending some time on this page. Good job, you, sir. Uh, This is fantastic. just got a good review just now. Yeah, this is fantastic. It looks detailed. It's got canon and non-canon, canon and legends, I should say. And Edu is... Close to Yavin. Okay. Um, you know, Dathomir would have been closer to Yavin. Oh. Um, but uh, it's a kind of a straight line. It looks, it's, it's a, short, a short, short ride, it would seem. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kessel is close to Edu as well, as long Love as some of these. spice mines. Yeah, <laughs> Kessel spice mines are great. So can you friend. just, on that website, look up, like, how far is it from this planet to this I, planet? I'm trying to look it up, but it looks, I mean, they've oh. got, this is, uh, this oh, is great. Roots yeah. Oh, that is, is like, like you were saying. Saying, this is like ways. This yeah, is Google this is, this is pretty crazy. This is great. I cannot believe I just stumbled on this live on air. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to be studying this later because I'm going to die alone. So um, <laughs> there was a lot of joy in Ken's eyes. This is going to give it many hours of pleasure. Can you, for uh, for my edification, can you see if you can figure out the difference between? Uh, the distance between generally Hoth and Bespin. Sure, Which absolutely. Answer uh, an age-old question. An age-old question for you. I'm going to have to move around the map. Up, uh, oh, they are very close. They're very close. What? what? Yep. In fact, uh, oh, you're so close. I so close. Sorry, I'm talking off, off the mic here, po- folks. Um, so close, you have to zoom in because they're on top of each other. Okay. From a distance, Hoth. Uh, a, a Noat, the Noat, the oh, planet, yeah. planet no investment. They're very close. Okay. So that does oh, put a wrinkle in the idea that mm. it's taking the hyperspace yeah. travel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm going to have a lot of reading to do tonight. <laughs> a lot of studying on this, that's on important. this map. Um, uh, yeah. Well, so Logan, that's a great question. And I think the other part of Logan's question of how do we want it to work is a great question. And for me, I do think like, well, mm-hmm. I love nerding out about all minutia of Star Wars. I think things that get too technical, I prefer that they work uh, what's best for the story. So yeah. ultimately, I am yeah. happy to have them travel at the speed of narrative. Be- yeah, because would, and we're wrapping up the question, but like, I yeah. the Edu sequence isn't my favorite either for different reasons. And I Logan's question is great; I get it. But there was I I did enjoy the there was this panic and them launching, going and Draven going, oh sh- shit, they're already on their way. Type yeah, of moment uh, that would been great if Draven said that. Oh shit, <laughs> it would have been great. It would have completed Draven's character. But Radis yeah. said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, but um, I liked it. But I get the science behind I'm it. So be. hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta leave this godforsaken planet. Um, Are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great question, Logan, because I think it does open up that much larger thing that we're talking about. Of like, uh, we could get real. T- technical and they could spend a bunch of time in canon really making yeah. sure that everything makes sense but sometimes when you do that you just back yourself into a corner especially absolutely. when it's the real technical stuff so absolutely we're glad that they move <laughs> the way they need to and damn do i love your answer mike black that sometimes you just you gotta take street it took longer because we had to take basically street route <laughs> right yeah from hop the best <laughs> that's exactly yeah if it was 2 a.m and i could jump on the 101 it would be fine but i, I had to take city streets to bestman i honestly don't think you can truly understand hyperspace unless you've driven in Los Angeles. <laughs> that, that's the closest you'll get to understanding what it's like, where a lot of it is just luck, just That's blind true. Luck. If people are just like, you how know, could it take you that long to get from Hollywood to North Hollywood? Well, <laughs> let me tell you. I have left later than friends to get to a destination and arrived earlier. That can only happen in hyperspace and Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, those are great answers. Uh, we just have a, a couple of questions left. Uh, Mm -hmm. So this is from Clone Wars Caleb at CNM67. This is a big can of worms as well that we haven't opened in a long time. Uh, He asked, just watched uh, The Force Awakens again, and I'm 99.999% sure Ray and Ben, uh, Kylo, Mm -hmm. are siblings. Where do you stand on Ray's parentage? Uh, We haven't touched base on that in a long time. And then there's the specific, uh, you know, 
sibling thing too. So yeah, Ken, where are you at these days? I uh, I I don't think they're siblings anymore. I think going into the movie, I did. Um, I, I just, I just don't think it's going to go that way. Uh, I'm, I am 100%, no longer 99.999, 100% convinced she is of the Kenobi line. Okay. Um, I, uh, we did the, a theory video at Collider, which actually wasn't, if you're listening and you watch that video, it wasn't our theory. We just were t- covering the theory. You were so reporting. Here's what the theory is, because it got into Satine and Sabine, and, and I don't think in my heart that Sabine is related to Obi-Wan and Satine at all. Um, but uh, I, I think that's where the parentage in the line comes from. Okay. I think Kenobi is her grandfather. Okay. Uh, whether or not Satine, Satine is her grandmother. I, I opened. I, I think that's the leading contender, but yeah, I, I just I've moved away from her being a a solo Skywalker. Okay, uh, what do you think, Mike? What are what are your parent? Uh, what are, who are your parents? <laughs> who are my parents? Uh, what are your thoughts on Ray's parentage? And what are your parents' names? I want to know. Uh, I uh, Susan and Mackie would, would be my <laughs> parents' names uh, for your first question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Those they're, are awesome. They're names. lovely people. Mm-hmm. Mackie. Uh, yeah. That's great. Damn. Uh, yeah. Uh, he goes by Mike most of the time. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, but um, they, the Ray's parents, I think, <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea of her being part of the Kenobi line because it's, it's kind of like the universe helping to correct some of the stuff that's happened in the past. Right. That kind of makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. But. I've always thought, and and I've heard other people say this as well, that the main Star Wars saga is the Skywalker saga. Right. But that, to me, doesn't necessarily negate the idea of her being a Kenobi. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. I, I think they're intertwined through that entire thing, you know. Uh, I don't know. I'm really kind of leaving it up to them. I, I haven't gotten too invested in my okay. own point of view on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Which means you might have the biggest joy out of episode eight than all of us. <laughs> I'd imagine so. Yeah, we're going to be like, that's not what I thought of. <laughs> well, because I think that happened to a lot of people on The Force Awakens, frankly. It did, it did. Like, yeah. it did. A lot of people got real into whatever their own fan fiction in their head was. And I was like, I don't know what it's going to be. And, and I was pretty stoked with what I saw. I was, yeah. And still am. I was still, like, really... There are plenty of things you can pick apart, definitely, but there are in the three that I really, really love too. Yeah, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. so I don't, you know, I don't yeah. get too locked into anything until I see it. That's okay. smart. That's okay. smart. Yeah, I mean, I think that they've really doubled down with Kathleen Kennedy coming out and saying the difference between the standalone films and the saga films. Or the saga films are the story of the Skywalker family. Yeah, mm-hmm. and clearly, mm-hmm. implicitly, how their choices affect the galaxy. But I was having a great conversation with my wife last night about how The Force Awakens is a story of the audience learning and Ray learning that she has this power. But it's still not clear, like, when the whole trilogy is done and told, mm-hmm. is it going to be Ray's story or is it going to be Kylo Ren slash Ben's story? Because right. if, if the trilogy goes on and this is a story of somebody who starts dark and goes to the goes light, light with yeah. Kylo Ren or goes light and goes dark again yeah, yeah. just to go crazy... Uh, that it's fine if she's not a Skywalker because right. the the crux of the story ends up being Kylo Ren. <sighs> yeah, in ways that it'll probably end up being both. But yeah, it's like who comes out. I mean, I still the idea of Ray going bad at some point is interesting to yeah. me. Yeah, uh, and a big curveball and a swerve. I think there's a reason she's so powerful. Uh, I'll echo what Christian Harloff says all the time. She's not a Mary Sue. We don't know what her background is. Yeah, her background might be she's. Got all the midi chlorians in the world, yeah, yeah. and um, and that's what Maz is telling her. Hey, just give into the force. So yeah, uh, but 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 Kylo's story is so intriguing. Um, watching a guy want to be more evil than he is, yeah, you know, and and forcing himself to maybe do some things to to guarantee that evilness that he doesn't even really want yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. It's such a, a mm-hmm. powerful story. I, I think specifically also to Caleb's question, and I'm I'm making some leaps uh, mm-hmm. of assumption, uh, Caleb. So if you're listening and and I'm leaping wrong, it's more for the sake of argument than saying that you are saying this. Um, but I feel like for myself, when people watch The Force Awakens and mm-hmm. feel like Kylo's reactions to saying "What girl." And, mm-hmm. oh, the girl I've heard about. That a lot of times people feel like those are clues. 
and to me that just feels like that's Kylo's character. He's yeah. insecure, and he mm. thinks he comes from a proud lineage of Darth Vader, and it, his, it is oh, his right. birthright to be the most powerful. And then some nobody scavenger. And then you might throw right. in a little bit of sexism, too, that, and she's a girl. Right. But that's just right. Kylo Ren's character of, I, would, I accept being challenged by true heroes, but some nobody scavenger right. from a little dirtball yeah. planet is challenged. I, I don't ever interpret what he's saying as pre-knowledge of Rey. Or her mm, existence, okay. my lost sibling or my lost cousin. I just, I don't think those are clues for me. They're mm. just uh, painting the character of this control freak. I've, I've interpreted a little bit of knowledge. Okay. But I like, I think what you're saying is, is, is accurate, could be accurate, and makes sense to that character. Yeah. Um, the hubris of, this false yeah. hubris of Kylo Ren. Yeah. Especially, uh, you know, just like, what, the scavenger girl? Because they bring that up a lot, this yeah. scavenger. Even Daniel Craig is like, you scavenger, you scavenger. <laughs> Like, um, it's very We clear. hate people who collect <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. weird message to be in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Yeah. We hate collectors. We hate collectors. <laughs> it shows us how evil uh, that empire is. The, yeah. The, uh, hit me. Hit me. Um, <laughs> you with your black series figures lining the walls. Meanies. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I, you know, I'm becoming more enamored of the clone idea. Hmm. That would be fascinating if she was a clone of Kenobi's or a clone of Luke. The the clone of Luke is a, is is uh, growing on my list. I still think Kenobi related. I think it's more yeah. normal. Um, uh, and it's weird we talk about not wanting Star Wars. We don't want Star Wars to get too sci-fi. Yeah. And I have a problem with the clones and the cyborgs and a lot of those things <laughs> in the comics. Yeah. But the, there's also that moment of it making sense. Yeah. The lightsaber yeah. calling to her, sharing yeah. Luke's experiences mm. with that lightsaber yeah. vision. Yeah, absolutely. Makes some sense. Uh, yeah. And and also I, I think of... The comics uh, that I'm familiar with, mostly like the X-Men, where everyone was trying to clone Wolverine for the longest time. <laughs> right. And, and he had nothing to do with it. It wasn't his idea to, to have it done. But it's like when you've created an incredible weapon, mm-hmm. the instinct is to make as many of them as you possibly can. Right, right. And so when you're down to like one or two Jedi, if you happen to run into one and you have any sort of military background... You're going to see, well, how do we multiply this? How do we make as many as possible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And eventually I would love Star Wars, if not in this, to use, go back to cloning. Because, mm-hmm. damn yeah. it, that's important. I love how they acknowledge it in The Force Awakens. So maybe we should have used a clone army. But Caminos, you know, they got to keep the doors open somehow. They got a business. And they have to mm-hmm. have Obi-Wan's DNA all over that place. Oh, God, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. They, you have, you have, they have wet DNA yeah. <laughs> from Obi-Wan Kenobi fighting on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So great question, Caleb. Uh, just a couple more. From Yuval Isaler. I could be pronouncing your name wrong. I apologize. Yuval Isaler. Do you think it is possible that Ezra will survive Rebels, Rebels, but somehow his connection to the Force will be severed? That was an interesting one to me. Um, I, I think Ezra, surv- <sighs> I don't want him to survive. You don't want him to survive. I don't want Kanan to survive. Uh, no. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I'm putting my foot in the well, actually, sand, that it doesn't just doesn't make sense if at the Battle of Scarif, or leading into the Battle of Scarif, if the ghost is there, and General Syndulla's there, and Chopper's there, and Kanan and Ezra are there. Yeah. Mon Mothma wouldn't be as concerned about, hey, uh, could you go get your Jedi friend? She would say, can you go get a better Jedi that yeah. you know? Yeah, this kid's kind of, a, he's kind of a hothead, and this other one... He's blind. Uh, blind. Yeah. Um, could you go get a better one? Yeah, there. I do have an issue with that, story-wise. We'll see. Uh, I love the character of Kanan. I've said that several, several yeah. times. Ezra's grown up. I mean, I get the growth. He's not Grown, grown on me in that Ahsoka way, but um, I I think because though it is a kids show, <laughs> yeah, says the forty year old man on his <laughs> podcast, um, <laughs> to have Rebels end with Ezra dying would be difficult for me to believe. Yeah, uh, that it, that it could happen. Uh, Ezra or Kanan dying. I do believe could happen, and I think we will see that on the show. Yeah. Uh, Ezra lives on and, and obviously clearly becomes Snoke. Yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> – when I read this question, I – Without I, question. Just, yeah. It is a fact. <laughs> I warmed to the Snezra theory. 
that Snoke and Ezra are one and the same. Yeah, I feel like actually Rebels, uh, one of the reasons I really liked it is that, you know, recently they've doubled down on the whole story of Ezra and Darth Maul putting the the holocrons together to discover how to destroy the Sith. And they see a vision of Tatooine yeah. and the Skywalkers, which says to me that the show also does believe they can't be functioning right. Jedi come time of Rogue right. One. Right, right. Um, so that's why I think uh, Yuval's uh, question is so great of, okay, we're reaching any way that mm-hmm. they don't die. How could, could his connection to the Force be severed? What do you think about that, Mike? Do you like that idea that somebody could lose the Force, or is that too sci-fi? I don't think you could. Yeah. I, I really don't think you can lose the Force. I think you can, uh, like any sort of faith-based thing, you can lose faith in it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But... Th- uh, what what I often hear spiritual people counter when you say like I don't believe in God well God believes in you so it mm. doesn't matter yeah <laughs> is that like mm-hmm. even if you think you've lost the force the force is still probably very influential in what you're doing oh okay yeah yeah you so know? the force is gonna mm-hmm. put him in the path of the battle. Right. Regardless. Yeah. Kanan is an example. When you yeah. pick up with him in New Dawn, uh, he, he, he's run away from who Caleb Doom was, the, the Padawan. He, he is uh, not a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you could argue that he never completed the courses to become a Jedi. He was a Padawan at the time of Order 66. But as we see now in Rebels, it found him. Yeah. So, yeah, Ezra can turn away. He could go evil. Um, I, I just, he could follow Sabine around with a crush like a schoolboy, but uh, <laughs> he, I, 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 it's a great thought. It's a great question, but I, I think yeah. you either are or you are still. Yeah. <laughs> you either believe you are or you are waiting to believe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he goes into mystery room with Ahsoka, yeah. the place where <laughs> Jedi go to not quite die. Yes. Because yes. we like them. Uh, all right, I'm going to jump to our final question. comes from a big fan of the show, me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so many great questions. Thank you guys for uh, sending in all the questions, but I had one that I specifically wanted to ask uh, mm-hmm. Ken and Mike here, uh, and I have thought about it even more since I wrote it down on this piece of paper in front of us. So I want to ask, if you guys could not only be a background character in Star Wars, but you got to be an action figure and then add on to it, you ended up getting cut from the film. <laughs> so you only existed as that action figure that we both uh, love and are tortured by. If you could be a Constable Zuvio or a C2B5, <laughs> who and what would you want to be? Man. Oh, I know, it's wow. a big that question. That is a great question. It's a meaty question. It's a really good question. <laughs> yeah. Because my egotistical side would want to not be an alien mm-hmm. so oh. I could have a figure of my... With my own face, your actual human face, yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. would wa- so like me dressed as like an X-wing pilot or something like that, you know, son uh, of Mackie, yeah, yeah. Son, yeah, something like that, you know. But there's this whole other part of me that was like, if I got put in a Star Wars movie, I would much rather play an alien type character, like a fun, yeah, something you don't get to play in any other type of movie, right? You know what I mean? Like that to me would be the full. Star Wars experience. If you're not going to get to play one of the leads, you know, it would be to to play some sort of... I'd want it to be something unique. Okay. Like an alien that hasn't been seen before and preferably glow in the dark. Because <laughs> then your action figure makes sense. It stands out yeah. always. Like, you know. <laughs> the lights go off at Toys R Us yeah. and your character continues and to glow. Are like, why wasn't this guy in the movie? He's rad. Look yeah, at him. He, he glows, glows in, in the, the dark. dark. Would you want to be like a random bar patron, a, a rebellion or resistance background character, uh, a bounty it, hunter? If I could choose, it, oh, it's a tough call between bounty hunter and bar patron because mm-hmm. <laughs> those are what I gravitate towards the most when I collect yeah the those types of characters scummy sort of characters are mm-hmm. really what I like yeah you know, when it comes right down to so I guess a bar a bounty hunter at the bar <laughs> this is what I would like to be you would be want to be a bounty hunter between gigs yes leaning up against the bar maybe mm-hmm. some armor some cool unique armor yeah, your face fun. is showing mm-hmm. it's yeah. glow in the dark Ken? You know, I love Imperial officers. Wouldn't yeah. mind being an Imperial yes. officer figure. I've said before, uh, I was on the Team Tiger Awesome podcast. I created a Star Wars character that was a, uh, um, he ran a uniform shop on Coruscant. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. But you know what? For this, I'm going to say, um, I would like to be 
a popular, well-known patron and a source of local information in Dexter's Diner <gasps> called Stax, uh, Stax McGoo. And he <laughs> is known for eating a lot of pancakes. Yes. Thus the name Stax. Um, but Obi-Wan originally goes to him for information. because Stax Magoo. Stax, Dexter's like, I don't, Obi-Wan, I'm busy cooking. Why don't <laughs> you go in the quarter and duck to Stax? It would seem <laughs> Jedi would know the value of eating pancakes. <laughs> and the scene, of course, was cut. Even George uh, was absolutely. like, this is silly. Right. Yeah. But there's a character. I've got a kind of like a, a cut-off T-shirt uh, with three arms instead of not to upstage. Dexter's four. Okay. I'm alien enough, but kind of like Dr. Evison, I've got kind of a messed up face. You're like yeah. holiday special level alien. Holiday special, <laughs> Harvey right. Corman, hole in your head, and yeah. there's just a stack of space cakes. Yes. There. It was exclusive. It was only in uh, Power of the Force second wave mm. because oh. it took fans asking for 12 to 13 years, where's this character? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, now you've made me modify yeah. my answer. <laughs> Uh, I am on Moss Eisley. I am a retired bounty hunter <laughs> named Tashi who owns a power station. <laughs> oh, nice. That nice. is... So you're going deep great. in the can. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I came up with a question. Yeah. I, I had a little bit of time to... I didn't think about it too much, but you guys you guys have in, inspired me. Oh, I love uh, it. But I think in my heart of hearts, what I would always want to be in Star Wars is a Jedi. Yes. And I think of all the wrong characters to be annoyingly cut out of the film, I would yes. want to be the coolest looking Jedi. Right. So it's just maddening. Like, yeah. who is this Jedi? Well, he's not really, he's not, he doesn't look super heroic because it's got my face. He's, right. He's kind of, he's, he's a little squirrely. <laughs> uh, so he's not really the big heroic built type, but he has the force. And he's got like, he's got different kind of robes that have a little bit of armor in them. So they're really cool and flowing. And he's got, oh, he's got this cool lightsaber handle and he was never in the film so like you kind of want to collect him but you're also kind of repulsed by him because right. he represents why did you cut that cool design from the movie okay well then that. this is an important question for the accessories that come with your figure what color is your lightsaber i think my lightsaber would be green mm. and then i would also come with what is clearly like a pitcher of bubbling alcohol. Oh, yeah. So you also wondered, mm. why does this Jedi come with bubbling alcohol? What cool <laughs> bar scene where a Jedi right. drinks right. just a drink they should not drink is it's included like a in there. Master. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, the drunken <laughs> Jedi master. That would be great. Yeah, if my if my name then was some horrible Star Wars like, yeah, uh, you know, sloppy Cirosis sloppy Osif or something like that. We're like, <laughs> sloppy Osif. Who is that? <laughs> Love it. Love it, uh, love it. Yeah, I would love. Now I really want to see a drunken Jedi master fight. Oh, good like, god! Like with a lightsaber, just like apologizing the whole time. He's just beating the hell I'm so out sorry. of the Imperial. I'm so sorry. I didn't even mean to cut that part off. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. But what are you going to do? I'm sloppy, Osa. <laughs> well, that's a oh great question from Little Joseph Scrimshaw oh, yeah. from Minnesota, <laughs> writing in today. Thank you guys so much for the questions, Ken. Absolutely. Thank you so much for participating. We like to do these episodes from time to time. And as always, you can go to our Twitter feed at Force Center Pod. Do us a favor, follow. We're making that big push to get more followers on Twitter. And go to Facebook and like the Facebook page. I think soon to help promote that, which Joseph and I are now talking about because it just popped in my head, Joseph. We were <laughs> we're gonna do maybe a Facebook exclusive AMA on there. Maybe Ooh. go in and Joseph and I will log in and we can ask some questions for a short period of time. Oh, yeah, and, that'd be great. And have a chat with the fans. And, and if you like the Facebook page, you'll get that opportunity, so we'll do that there. Um, and also, uh, also uh, iTunes. Uh, rating and reviewing on iTunes is still very important. We made a big push for that, and you guys uh, answered that call uh, very well, and we appreciate that, but don't forget to do that. If you if you like the show, we get we got some people that are new to the show, been tweeting in some nice things. Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review there. Mike Black, I do want to give you a special thanks for stepping in for Jennifer Landa today. Oh, happy to do it. Uh, tell them where to follow you. Uh, at Mike Black Attack on all social media. And if you're in L.A., come to the Comedy Store sometime and check me out. 
Absolutely. Mike is great. Uh, great on the patio at the comedy store and great on stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good at just hanging out there. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, so incredibly funny, Mike Black is. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and all the social media is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for all the other stuff I do, live shows and whatnot. Uh, in particular, coming up on February 10th at Nerd Melt, I am doing a live edition of my other podcast, Obsessed, where I talk to people about things they like a lot, and that will be about the movie Rogue One. So check that out on josephscrimshaw.com. Absolutely. So that is that for now. Thank you so much for your questions again. As 2017 rolls on, a lot of fun things here in the Force Center. So don't forget, may the Force be with you and eat your pancakes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.